Welcome to the SaaS Ad Lab podcast, where we bring you the stories of SaaS founders, entrepreneurs, CEO, marketing directors, and more. My name is Luis. I'm the founder of Phantom Agency, a digital marketing agency specializing in scaling SaaS companies. And today I have the pleasure of interviewing Chris Bodine. He is the marketing director over at Atlatl, uh, which is a product visualization company. Uh, they do some really cool stuff with e-commerce and stuff like that. So uh, Chris, thanks so much for being on here. I know you have over 15 years experience in strategic marketing uh, from you know media to brand verticals and stuff like that. So I'm very excited to have you on here. Uh, why don't you just give us a quick you know background on what you've done in the past, how you got to Atlatl and uh, some of the things you've done so far. Yeah, absolutely. Um, thanks for having me. Uh, love, uh, love this topic. It's been a topic I've been investigating for years. Um, spent uh, almost 10 years with a actual manufacturer leading strategic initiatives uh, in the last few years there and, and really just, you know, deep dove into this space because there's so much power in, you know, new technologies like 3D and AR and, and things that, you know, a seller can do with it. Uh, so much so I wanted to get on the other side of the fence and actually represent that technology and you know, for the past three years, I've been working with a number of manufacturers and product sellers to improve their buying experience, uh, both for their sales teams. But but really now, we uh, we think we can empower companies to to really uh, let their buyers do the uh, the heavy lifting because that's what buyers want to do. They want to make those choices and kind of have that control. So having a lot of fun doing it. That's awesome. So I think it's it's very interesting. Um, you know, I'd love to to hear a little bit more about the type of growth that you guys have seen over at Ladle after, you know, I think it's unfortunate for a lot of, you know, verticals, a lot of industries, obviously were hit by the pandemic pretty hard. I can imagine you guys on are kind of on the other side of the spectrum, right? Uh, E-commerce really shot up. Um, and it was already growing at a pretty fast pace, but just with this, just being like, you know, super hyper boost, whatever you want to call it. Uh, the entire online ecosystem changed dramatically. Um, so what kind of growth did you guys see? Uh, you know, I think it was like after April, March last year already. Yeah. You know, it was a really interesting timing for us. Um, especially given our backstory, we actually were kind of born out of a manufacturer who saw we need to go to market better, need to sell better, need to quote better. Um, Elidal began as more of a sales tool, visualization tool. Um, but really about two years ago, we saw what was coming, which was we need a better commerce experience. Um, e-commerce obviously is the way of the future, but the experience was always a little bit lacking. It's like, okay, you show me one image. Now maybe there's an image gallery, maybe even a video. Um, but the buyer still was never empowered. They were still being sold to. Um, and we made the decision to really build a, a new and improved platform and have been working on that, you know, and, and the timing hit with the pandemic, uh, where all of a sudden we were building this, this new platform to handle everything a, a seller would want to at the time when sellers needed it. And, and so we, um, we've been working on that for the past year. We, we introduced the full platform, um, this year and in the amount of interest and growth we've seen. Uh, obviously it's incredible. And we looked at it as a great opportunity. I mean, it's not, not just from a business standpoint, but we can help sellers who really were struggling uh, because now they can power, you know, a buying experience with 3d that rivals what they were doing in store. Um, obviously you don't have the, the tactile experience that, that you used to, but you have an endless shelf and that's what digital right. brings. And, and I can show everything I make in every configuration and a really cool experience that, that buyers really are more comfortable with than they have been in the past. 
Um, so it's been a fast paced year for everyone, but, um, you know, the timing on, you know, fortunately, unfortunately, um, it did work out in our favor and, and we're sitting in a great position to help companies, you know, harness what they need to going forward. That's great. And is there a specific type of product, um, or size of product that is typically more, uh, benefited by this type of, you know, product in a sense I, I see in your background i see a bike i see a guitar i see a, a a motorcycle does it matter you know what type of product people are selling that this could be more beneficial for them sure um yes and no i would say you know anyone who makes a physical product this is certainly something that's applicable right um what it's really great for you know light e-commerce products, um, they might not need this, but anything that has um, a little bit more of a, a thought process that goes into a decision uh, before you purchase, or especially something that has options, color options, configurations, um, there, there's a, a very wide middle of the spectrum that this is, is perfect for. Um, I would say those super simple or something that is like, I need to design a whole system. Um, you know, that's a space we've been in but there's more powerful kind of niche software that probably handles the more engineering laden type things. But if you make a product, if, if it's something, especially that can be bought online or in a store, this is perfect for you. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Now I don't want to get to in, like into the product itself, but I'm definitely interested. And I think yeah. people would be too. How do you go from say you have your, you know, brand new product that you're starting to sell on Shopify or something like that. Yep. And how do I get my product images for that on the website? Is there a direct integration or I'd have to send you guys a product, you guys take the pictures and, you know, visualize and all that stuff or how does it work? Yeah, it's, it's relatively easy. And that's where our team is, is part of the power of what we offer to you. So I'll, I'll use the case study of the bike behind me, right? Um, if you're a bike manufacturer, you have product files that help you build this bike. We can work with you to leverage those. We create a 3D representation, sort of like a digital twin, uh, of that bike, we can use our platform to kind of optimize that for online viewing in 3D and then turn it into a 3D model that you can let your buyers view, zoom into, they get those important details. Mm -hmm. And the key is really through our platform, um, you know, anytime you're looking at 3D, obviously there's two elements, right? And our platform is, is geared around these two. Does it look great? And when I want to look at it, do I have to wait or is it optimized for performance? You know, if I want to zoom in, I don't want an hourglass to pop up. If I want to change something, I don't have to wait for to see that change. It should all be instant. Yeah. Um, and so that's really what we're, we zeroed in on is how does it look great? How does it perform really well? And when you do that, that's where that impressive experience kicks in that buyers go, okay, this is not just some flashy gimmick technology. This is actually a better buying experience. That's cool. Now, I want to talk a little bit more about, you know, the challenge that we were talking about previously before we start recording that yeah. marketers have um, you know, nowadays, and, and you mentioned that it just like the problem is still there. It's just, yeah. you know, faster. Right. So yeah. what does that look like? So I think about it this way, um, as marketers, the, you know, the, the idea of the experience economy is nothing new, right? Friction kills buying. Um, buyers don't want to be sold to, they want to be empowered to control their buying experience. And then we'll let you know when they need help. Um, if they have that control, they're able to gain confidence. And then that confidence leads to better, you know, more purchases, bigger purchases, so forth. Right. But it, an experience like that demands a more elegant solution than just here's a picture of our product. Um, and that's where 3d comes in. And, and so for marketers, 
it's how do they leverage something new like this? And, and part of the mental challenge we have is we, we think of what 3D and VR and AR has been. We've seen previews of it and it was kind of clunky. And there's a lot of reasons where all that technology has merged, you know, both in finding new ways to make it efficient in the way we have, but even just the devices we hold in our hands, right? They're more powerful than they used to be. Mm-hmm. And so we finally hit that point where, you know, these new applications of technologies we've kind of been exposed to are solving problems in ways that we need to pay attention to. And what's going to happen, especially now with the acceleration over the last year of, of just, you know, em- embracing digital, if you haven't, in the way that, is, that really should, is that acceleration is going to create a, a competitive landscape that is dramatically different than what you're used to. And the players that embrace these new solutions and these, these more buyer-centric solutions, they're going to be the ones that win over the, the long term. And so you, you really have to pay attention you know, find the vendors and the partners that are, are thinking about it in the right way and, mm-hmm. and partner with them now. What are some of the partnerships that you have, you guys have built um, that have helped you, you know, grow more as a software company? Yeah. Um, you know, we build on Babylon and, and we have a, a team of experts, which, you know, mentioned it at the beginning, but we're, we're unique in how we've kind of our, our origin story where we have everything from the best in, you know, tech software expertise all the way through to like actual manufacturing expertise. So we can sort of speak the language and understand the needs of our clients. Um, we bring what they have with what technology offers and, and create the best product for them. Um, but beyond that, you know, we, we look at who out there is doing um, really interesting things in commerce. You know, you mentioned uh, Shopify, you know, uh, Magento, others. What are they doing to change the landscape of commerce? How are they making it easier for shoppers? And how can we be a part of that? Because at the end of the day, friction kills. And so if we can eliminate friction in the buying process, you know, we're a big piece of that we view as a visual solution kind of mm-hmm. provider in the commerce landscape, you know, making it easy to, to actually click the purchase button is one thing, but that whole front end of how do I get to that purchase button is really what we're looking to solve for. Right. What are some of the things that like I'm trying just, with this conversation, I'm trying to visualize myself in a purchasing scenario, right? Where mm-hmm. like, obviously like I, I love to buy online and whether it's clothes or, you know, something for a car or whatever, mm-hmm. I think almost every time I hover over the image, I zoom in as much as I can to try to get into that detail, right? Like yep. how does this look like? What is the quality of whatever this product is, especially if it's brand new, like a, a website I've never visited before. Mm-hmm. that I don't really know what to expect as far as quality goes. That's definitely something that I find myself doing. Do you, do you know, or is there any sort of statistic that, you know, shows the type of friction that not having, you know, high quality product images creates? Yeah. You know, there's, there probably are a bunch of statistics. I think what's interesting is each category has a different view of this, right? In certain categories, like you think of, um, like luxury fashion, fashion accessories, right? That's a very emotional purchase. And mm-hmm. so the emotion of engaging with that product, when you're not in the store, it is going to be different, right? You can't touch it. You can't feel the, the crocodile texture of the purse. Um, how do you replicate that? And, and obviously it's photography will always have a place, but what's cool about 3D is it's not just one picture, but it's an endless amount of pictures because I can zoom in, zoom out. I can change the angle and I can capture that picture or just, keep experiencing it. I can change the color. And so it, it changes the experience 
and, and I think in the past we were hesitant to do that. You know, we were, oh, I got to go to the store. But yeah. more and more people are that, that shift in power between convenience and, and that trust in digital, it's happened. And yeah. I think over the last year, that's part of that acceleration is it wasn't necessarily the, the, the sellers, it was the buyers had to accelerate. And, mm-hmm. and anyone who was hesitant to that, now it's, they don't think twice. Um, but one of the keys I think is, is when they control that experience and finding those angles and looking in and zooming in, it's not a brand image, it's their image, the one they produced. That creates an emotional connection. And when they pick the colors, when they go in and even view it in AR, they put that, you know, that purse on their desk or the bike next to them, they're doing yeah. it. And now they're starting to own it a little bit more. And mm-hmm. so as a seller, yeah, you're helping them sort of start to own it even before they click buy. And there's power in that. Um, you know, I'll even extend it further. Not only can they do it, but that how easy is it to share that link with their, their family or their friends? Yeah. And, and I had a great example. Um, we have a boat demo. And we've been talking to a lot of boat manufacturers and, and they say, man, if, if one of our buyers or interested buyers puts that AR boat in his driveway and his buddies come over, he's yeah. buying the boat, you know, he, yeah. he can't walk back then. So that, that's what happens when you can, can bring experiences like this to life. It's like taking the product home for a test drive, but it's digital. So it's very easy. That's, I've never thought about that sort of, you know, building that emotional connection, but it's a hundred percent accurate um yeah. like i was saying before the podcast started right like there's been a lot of instances where i'll go and i think the, the one that i've used most i know other companies are doing ar type of stuff now too but the one mm-hmm. that i've used most is just amazon when they're they allow you to put the product in your room or whatever the case may be but it's it definitely helps you just like visualizing it is it works right like you know how it's going to look with everything that you have you don't have to like picture it in your head anymore um, but it, it definitely makes it feel like it's already there once you do it without one time. So it just creates that connection, which I think it's, it's pretty invaluable, but that's really cool. Um, yeah, I can't imagine doing that with a boat though. <laughs> well, and I think what's cool, AR definitely opens up a whole level of experience, right? Because you're seeing it yeah. to scale in real space, but a lot of times AR is just an example. You know, mm-hmm. I think what's cool and, and the way we approach it with 3d is the experience really starts with seeing the product digitally. And that's kind of like, you know, you can, can see it come to life. You can view it around, but, but then when I'm allowed to customize it and pick my colors and, and do things like that, now I'm making it my own. And when I can then see what I just made in, in AR, not just a sample, but like I actually designed this and I'm seeing it, you know, and mm-hmm. if I want to go back and change something about it and then I can see that one. Right. Um, that's where it just, it really hits home in a different way than what we've experienced as consumers before. Yeah. I'm trying to think of it too, like a, car dealership type of thing where you yep. build your, like you build your vehicle. It's everything spec that you want colors and everything. Now you are just putting it in your driveway. Uh, Absolutely. Just, yeah, definitely gets you that much closer to pulling the trigger. on it. <laughs> and what's also interesting about that. That's a great example. Cause I think in car buying, you know, one of the things we often are, we, we buy what is available in the model we're looking at. Right. But really we probably would have bought different options or upgraded to this or that if we, if we were in control of that, you know, when you're in a dealership yeah. and someone's selling you these things, we just, you know, we're, we're kind of hesitant, but when you're exposed to all of the options, the accessories, the things you want, you have that fun of clicking. Oh yeah. I want this. Yeah. I want this. You know, people end up buying more and there's this whole reverse buyer's remorse theory than a lot of, especially a lot of higher end purchases where if they would have been exposed to it or they would have had more control over it, they would have purchased more. And if they didn't, they end up wishing they did. Yeah. Um, and this really solves probably for like, 
they'll, they'll, they'll likely have less of that virus than most too, right? Um, yeah. Because they were the ones that built it and chose exactly. it. Exactly. So less returns. 100%. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's awesome. What other things, aside from, you know, obviously having a great product, like what does marketing this look like? Um, is it mainly reaching out to people uh, that, you know, big manufacturers that maybe want to get this type of, you know, service yeah. product? I don't know what you call it, like images for their, for their products. Um, is it, you know, going to trade trade shows? Um, what does what does marketing look like for, for you guys? Um, you know, it's been interesting over the past year trying to retool that as everyone is. Um, yeah. What's been fun for us is being able, you know, kind of, you know, being the, the first customer of this new platform. Um, because what's super fun is taking these demos and, you know, instead of having to do photo shoots, like I've, I've lived in the past, I'm, I'm doing a, a photo shoot every hour if I want to. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I can create incredible imagery of example products that actually sell the platform for me. Um, so we've been leveraging that and showing and telling the story of what the power of this platform is to, to marketers who are looking and seeking for new answers. Because as everyone emerges from this, there's going to be two things happening. One, budgets are going to be tight, um, but demand to increase revenue is going to be strong, right? How yeah. do we respond the, the fastest? How do we respond the strongest? And I think whoever can come out with the best experience for the most efficient cost will win. And so something like this where you, know, you have a, a platform that lets you create marketing collateral, you can use it at future events, digital or in person. You can use it to train your sales team. You can use it in store with a kiosk or, or something like that. You can use it to provide leads to dealers. You can use it to direct commerce. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the power we can give to marketers, it makes it an easy story for us to tell as marketers. And so that's what we've been doing is just letting the platform tell the story for us, showing it. Um, and, and just like the bike example I gave earlier, once you see it, it just clicks. Oh, this isn't the 3D. This isn't the VR. This isn't the AR I've, I've seen in the past. This is what I kind of hoped it would be. Yeah. That's cool. So, I mean, it comes down to kind of like a demo, right? They, they get the, the, the full experience. It just, yeah. you know, they get that aha moment right off the bat, but how are you getting people to get on that demo? Yeah. You know, it's obviously if you're a visual company, seeing is believing. Um, so that's where we put, you know, when you see even like the bike behind me, it's just that subtle bit of it, it's alive. It's not a static picture, right? Yeah. When people <laughs> scroll through LinkedIn, they see this little motion, they kind of stop and go, wait a minute, you know, that's different. You know, you mm-hmm. scroll through Instagram and you see static pictures. When one is moving, you kind of stop um, because it's not a video. You know, it could be a video, but, but it's more just an animated product. What is this? Let me check this out. This is breaking through the clutter. And so the more we can do to expose that through, through our partners, uh, through creative agencies, uh, through commerce platforms, that's where marketers are paying attention for the new solutions. And they're going, oh, this is, this is a different, this mm-hmm. is something else, right? Um, and that's where we create those conversations. And, and honestly, right. we have a lot of people coming to us because they're, you know, those that are on the front are looking and going, oh, this is, this is what I need. Didn't know right. what to call it, but now it, I, I got it. And it's, uh, I guess, somewhat different, right? It seems, at least to me, it's, it's more of a novelty. Like I said, I've only seen it in a couple of places, like bigger companies, usually, you know, more budget, more, more ability to invest in this type of thing. Um, how accessible is uh, Atlatl to, you know, mid-sized companies, say small businesses that are on e-commerce or something like that? Yeah, I, I would say, you know, super accessible, um, all depending on the scope of what they want to do. 
Mm. Um, if it's truly a commerce connection with, you know, one product, a whole product line, it really depends on, on their use case. Um, there's a lot of interesting startup companies. And I, I look at something like um, the motorcycle market. You know, you have the tried and true motorcycle manufacturers, but then there's this whole new suite of e-bikes coming in. Mm. And both of whom, you know, either side of that are, are great candidates for technology like this. You know, but there's, there's no, you know, history in the e-bike space. It's all brand new. So we can really relate to them as much as we can provide a great use case for, for something that's been around for 50 years. And, right. and so that's what's interesting is we can grow with companies or we can help companies grow to new heights in a new world. I like that. Now, as far as try, trying to go back to the topic of marketing here, yeah, is there anything that you guys have done that resulted in, you know, uh, more successful strategy or tactic that you guys implemented than you expected? You know, it, it's always been interesting for us to to gauge reactions on on you know, like any marketing team, we're we're looking at ABM, we're doing email outreach, we're obviously you know, what can we do f- to generate inbound through through SEO and and social and and other uh, channels in. But um, the challenge we have is it's a new space, and, and like I mentioned a minute ago, people don't know what to call this yet. Yeah. So you know, trying to help them find their the breadcrumbs back to what this is, um, we know the pain points. You know, they just don't know this is the the medicine for them. Um, mm-hmm. So what we're looking at is testing all the different ways that people might discuss this, because it, it's 3D, it's visual commerce, it's visualization, it's visual configuration, it's augmented reality. There's a lot of ways in. Um, but I think what's interesting, as I mentioned, is when you start putting out those breadcrumbs and it has those more animated products, that's what mm-hmm. breaks through. It's finding that thing that's unique about what you offer, and for us, that's it. And when they see that, they get the power of it. And they say, okay, tell me more. Right, this looks different than what I'm used to. Um, will this help me? You know, is this right for me? Can this help us sell faster? Can it help us sell more? They, when they start asking those questions, we know we're on the right track. Right. Who, who is it? Like, if you could, you know, potentially just pick and choose who you worked with as far as, and it's not like maybe you can, right? Because you said you had a ton of, uh, like, interest in people coming to you now. Um, but if you could just you know, pick and choose who you worked with as far as like, you know, a dream client, who would that be as far as what type of company, what type of product yeah, uh, and so on? It's hard to play favorites. Um, I think as a marketer, I, I, you know, the dream is always to work with a a big household name. Right. And there's so many of those that, that we would be, you know, perfect for and would love to work with. Mm -hmm. But I could also say there's a lot of really cool upstart companies that I've seen that I'm like, man, it'd be fun to help them grow. Um, yeah. because you know, they can break into a space and do some things that maybe the, the big players can't because they're too slow to move, yeah. but they put a power of our technology onto their website and just sit back and watch. Right. Mm-hmm. So as a marketer, I, I kind of look at it both ways of, of what, what is the biggest, you know, who are the whales out there, but then who are the really fast swimmers and the fish that we could, you know, help. Yeah. Grow? I, I think like direct to consumer companies, right? It's kind of like where you're, where you're talking about. And, and I have like this deep love for some of these companies that are just, you know, very fast, like you said, and they, they come out with really cool products, really cool narratives behind them. Um, and I think it'd be cool if I could just go to their website and see, you know, some of their products, even if it's just like the bike behind you that it's just like slowly rotating, it just gives you a little bit more of like depth into the product. And I think it's really cool. Uh, but that's awesome. Uh, well, and I think especially the smaller players who aren't encumbered by a history of, 
of brick and mortar that they also, you know, they, they can't abandon. Um, you know, the, the, the bigger companies that have that, we can provide solutions each way, but that just, you know, it's a bigger solution versus a, a smaller, more nimble company, which exactly like you mentioned, power your website with something like this. Right. And you just gain that much more speed. Right. Absolutely. Uh, thank you for sharing that. Chris. Yeah. It's super, super cool. Um, definitely innovative. I'd love to see more companies start using this product. And uh, let's go into a couple of fast questions here that aren't really related to this. Uh, I've never asked this one, but I'm interested now since we kind of brought up the topic. What is your favorite DTC company like to, to date? Um, oh, good question. There's so many. Um, gosh, I'm trying to think. How about, how about let's, let's switch it up a little bit. Which, sure. Which direct-to-consumer company would you like to reach out to you and say, hey, we want to use your product? <laughs> um, you know, there's, so I mentioned Boats and they're, you know, because I've been looking there and I, we're out of Charleston, South Carolina. So everyone, when the weather gets warm, wants to be out on a boat. There's a couple of uh-huh. boat manufacturers that, you know, boats typically you go to the lot and a dealer and you find a boat and that's the deal. There's some mm-hmm. new companies that are doing some interesting direct-to-consumer digital plays. That would be one that um, I would love to uh, to see in a very traditional space. What we could do there to to kind of disrupt that whole industry. That that yeah. would be a fun one for me. That'd be awesome. What is your favorite movie? Oh, Top Gun. Top Gun. That's a good one. And uh, where can people find you? Personally, right now in my house because I think we're all working from home. But no, um, for for more on Atlatl, um, you know, visit our website. We we're always on there, willing to chat. Um, find me on LinkedIn. I love talking about this or just marketing in general. Um, I, I love that there's places like this that we can all go to find interesting information. So thank you for doing this, and yeah, that's where you can find us. Great, thanks so much, Chris. It's a pleasure having you. And last but not least, do you have any questions for me? Oh. What is the most interesting thing marketers should be thinking about right now? That's a good question. Um, that's a good question. You got me with that one. Let's see. <laughs> I think any more specific, like what type of marketer? How can you gain traction faster in this new climate? In the like e-com space? Sure. I think it's just having better customer experience, right? Um, and maybe this is a little cliche. I, I just start reading on like Jeff Bezos and like his his mind is just like on a different level. Um, and I, I never really knew because I feel like he's a pretty, you know, like kept together person, not really vocal. You don't see him in a ton of like press or anything like that. Um, but now that I'm reading a little bit more about him, like he's super obsessed about just customer experience. And I'm going back, like I literally order everything on Amazon, right? And the number one reason for that is literally customer service. And it's cool to see now that I'm reading on it, how that's the like number one thing for them. And I've never had like any sort of negative experience when, you know, if I, you know, receive the wrong product or something and you pick up the phone and try to talk to them, even if it's on chat, it's always a great experience. Um, I, I don't know if this is the case for everybody else. Maybe I've got lucky. I'm, I'm not sure. Um, but I think that's definitely it. Right? Like I, recently I also heard, you know, like everybody thought that chatbots were going to revolutionize everything and it was going to be the next big thing and nothing really happened. I feel like it's been a couple of years now and it's like, okay, well, if anything, I feel like 
they kind of broke things a little bit or like you get on the chat bot and then you're waiting and then nothing really happens you try to like get to somebody real and you just keep getting this generic answer um so i would say like think differently but also be like super customer centric where the, like the the end result is always to just provide a really really good experience and that's what's going to get people to come back every single time totally yep I- I agree. I think, you know, Amazon's a great one. What's interesting is you have an Amazon who's all digital and then you have a, a Costco or Chick-fil-A, which are still leaders in customer experience and are winning, even though they're physical. How do we learn from all of them and apply it to our own spaces? Well, if you think about Chick-fil-A, right? I think it's the right company. Like I, I think I saw it somewhere on social media, but they had their employees that like the people that typically take your orders doing that from home. And I thought that was pretty crazy. Uh, same thing like something to learn from those companies is just always learn how to adapt like there's no reason why you should like you know stay close or something like that like there's a way for you to provide your service regardless of whether you're you know selling chicken patties or you're selling you know a product visualization you know service uh i think there's there's ways around everything and you just have to keep an open mind and and be willing to like just pivot whatever whatever you know comes your way absolutely yep Totally agree. Yeah. Uh, that was a good question. Definitely got me on that one. <laughs> but thank you, Chris. And uh, if you're watching this and you enjoyed it, give it a thumbs up, subscribe, depending on where you're looking at it or listening. But Chris, it was a pleasure having you. Thanks so much for the time. And uh, we'll stay in touch. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Take care. All right. Thanks.